Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, so in this episode, we're not going to be doing my call, and I told you he's going to be gone for the week. I also just want to uh, do a quick warning. Tomorrow, we are going to be joined by a special guest that has not been on the show yet. We are going to be doing a actually golf um, type episode where we're going to do a, a whole preview on the Masters. So if you're a golf fan, listen to that. But if you're not, we're still, I think we're going to um, also, it's mostly going to be the Masters, but we're also, I'm pretty sure, going to be talking about the Bruins and kind of those NHL playoffs, I think, and the NCAA uh, tournament and uh his experience uh, going to the Final Four uh, with Kemba Walker, at, uh, the UConn that year. Yeah, um, so uh, we'll get to all that tomorrow. No one called in again, so uh, hopefully Billy, Charles, and all of you guys start calling in. That, that'll be fun. Again, I'm going to be lonely. But tomorrow, no. Uh, but in today's episode, I'm going to start off with, we're going to be talking about last night's uh, championship game. Okay, we are going to be talking about last night's championship game. Uh, we'll touch up on my bracket a little, and then I'm going to go over my NHL predictions uh, for the playoffs. So, yeah, let's get to that. Okay, so if you haven't heard yet, uh, last night the Virginia Cavaliers beat the Texas Tech Red Raiders 85-77 to uh, in overtime yesterday in the NCAA Men's Basketball 2019 March Madness. Um <sighs> So, big game last night, uh, Virginia pulling away. Obviously, if you don't know, uh, last year, the Virginia Cavaliers, I picked them to win last year, and they lost in the first round. First time a first seed lost to a 16 seed. And it's not being talked about how great of a comeback story this is. Usually, I love comeback stories, but this is one that actually kind of ticks me off a little just because I picked them last year. They lose in the first round, so this year I'm like, Elite Eight exits, you're not doing, I can't trust you. And now, oh, they win. And then watch next year, I'll pick them to go far and they'll lose second round or something. I'm kidding. I don't know if that'll happen. But we're going to be talking a little bit about last night's game. Now, um, let me just say, it wasn't as much of a slugfest as I thought it would be. It's 85-77. A 77, um, it, and it was, uh, what was the score? at? It was tied at 70-68 uh, apiece. At the end of regulation, so I mean, it's a pretty high-scoring game. Like, if you're not counting overtime, it was 68 to 68, which is pretty a uh, good. If you don't know what happened at the end of the game, uh, in regulation, let's just say DeAndre Hunter got the ball. It was a tie game. He got the rebound like a second left, and then he passed the ball to Ty Jerome, but then tied Jer- Jerome was like turned around, which is. Hunter accidentally passed it when he shouldn't have, and then they tried calling a timeout after he passed it. It was weird. Just go check. It's hard to describe. So Jarrett Culver got a shot for three, and it got, like, blocked. And it was just – it wasn't a great ending uh, to the regulation. It was a good game. Um, but we look at Texas Tech for a second. Tariq Owens, um, my boy, he was not good. Three points, five rebounds. Uh, oh, The really only people that stood out for tech, Texas Tech was Jarrett Culver, who dropped uh, 15 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. David Moretti, who dropped 15 points, two rebounds. Brandon Francis, who had four boards and 17 points. Uh, and then uh, Matt Mooney had 10 points, three assists, and a rebound. I'll throw in Kyle Edwards had 12 points, three rebounds, and, a, uh, and an assist. But Tariq Owens didn't. I'm, I'm sad about that because I really like that kid. Uh, won't get drafted, but again, I really like him. So when I looked at last night's game, 
Virginia shot 46% from the field. Texas Tech shot 43%. Pretty relative. Both teams shot relatively well from the field. From three, Virginia was 11 for 24 at 46% from three. And Texas Tech was 10 for 30, 33% from three. Virginia only made one more three, but they were much more efficient. I thought the uh, Virginia, both teams had good ball movement, but let me tell you last night, DeAndre Hunter had a great game, but I think Ty Jerome was the biggest reason they won. I love DeAndre Hunter, and I thought this guy was like, oh, he's so high on all these mock drafts, but no one talks about how good he is for this Virginia team. You can say last night DeAndre Hunter is their best player. DeAndre Hunter is their best player last night, but I think Ty Jerome was arguably, it was either him or DeAndre Hunter, but I'd say it's arguably, Ty Jerome was arguably their most important piece last night. DeAndre Hunter, 27 points, Ty Jerome at 16. So you're probably sitting here like, oh. What are you talking about? But Ty Jerome had eight assists. And it's not even eight assists. It seemed like he had 20. This guy moves the ball so well. He is such a good floor general. I think I, I think he's this year's Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, you can argue DeAndre Hunter, but I think Ty Jerome, the way he just played throughout the whole tournament was so good. Um, and it definitely is going to help his draft stock. I think he'll get picked mid-20s. Um, but it's going to help his draft stock for sure. Um but I, I love the way he's passing the ball. The guy can score, he can pass, he can shoot, he can really do it all. And I I don't know, how will he turn out in the pros? Because Dante DiVincenzo was picked 17th overall by the Bucks, And he so far he hasn't been great. He's hurt right now for the done for the year. So we'll see how Ty Jerome does. But last night I thought he's your most arguably him or De, DeAndre Hunter is your best player, but Ty Jerome is your most most important important piece. Sorry. And then Kyle Guy was very good as well, 24 points. So Jerome was third on the team points, but points don't say everything. He dropped 16, 8, and 6. That's a steady stat line. And sure, DeAndre Hunter at 27, 9, and 1. DeAndre Hunter was your best player, but Ty Jerome was your most important piece. He moved the ball so well, and it got them open threes. Uh, at the beginning of the game, Virginia was kind of running away with it, and then Texas Tech was getting open threes, and they came back. And both teams moved the ball pretty well last night. But Virginia shot less threes, were more efficient with it. When you shoot six less threes than your opponent, make one more, it's a small advantage, but that matters. That means you're basically saving price six to five possessions and getting three extra points out of it, is really what that's saying in a way. Uh, 20 for 23 at the line with the Cavaliers. Uh, the Red Raiders shot 13 for 15. So Virginia beat them shooting the ball from three from the field and from free throws. They got hit more free throws, more efficient from all around. They both hit the same amount of field goals overall, but Virginia's more efficient. Uh, and then on the boards, Virginia beat out-rebounded them by seven. Assist, Texas Tech only had nine. Virginia had 15. But I feel like the ball movement was better than that, especially for Virginia, than 9-15 assist. You can argue that maybe the ball movement wasn't great, but from what you see, it was pretty good last night, I thought, uh, especially from the Virginia Cavaliers. So, so far, Virginia has beat them in every category. In blocks, they were tied. In steals, the Raiders had two more. And in turnovers, the Cavs had two more, uh, three more. So overall, if I looked at the stat line, I'd guess a winner. I'd say the Cavaliers won by a good seven points. But it went to overtime. And they actually won by eight points. But it went to overtime. It was an eight-point overtime win. It really could have gone... It, you know that it's not. It wasn't. You know, an eight-point game. Really, it was really 
close to even closer than that. But if I looked at that, I probably would have said Cavaliers won regulation by like six, seven points. But the stat line doesn't say everything all the time. Uh, both teams played really good. Um, and personally, as I said, I, I like Virginia. I do. I, re- I I like Virginia. As I said, I'm kind of more of like a, again, Boston fan because I come from Boston, but I don't really have a college team. So I kind of like Kansas, Kansas State, but I always liked Virginia. And I'm not saying that as a bandwagon. I always liked them, but they're not my favorite team. You know, I was kind of like, I, I didn't really have a team that I was rooting for. I was just rooting for a good game. And I didn't think Virginia was going to go that far, so they proved me wrong. So if you didn't know, I picked Duke to win. I know I was one of those people. And I regret doing it because they lost. But also, why did, who did, why didn't we see this coming? I just looked at the road to the, to the whole thing. I had the road being North Dakota State, um, VCU, which was actually UCF. And then I had Virginia Tech, Michigan State, and Nevada. Because I'm that stupid. Uh, my bracket turned out to be horrible. Uh, this year, uh, my bracket was uh, god awful. Uh, just going over some of these things, my first round wasn't bad. Uh, really, was not that bad. But deeper into the tournament, I picked too many upsets. My problem, I picked too many upsets early and too little late. Uh, not really exactly too little late, but I picked the wrong teams, and it was just annoying. Next season, like, you never know. Is it, Last year was full of upsets, and I lacked upsets last year, so I said I'm going to go in with the upsets. I'm going to pick upsets and upsets and upsets, and that's not how it worked this year. You never know. And again, I, I know a lot about sports. I know I do. Um, is college basketball my, you know, is college basketball my cup of tea? No, it's not my cup of tea. But I know enough about it to, you know, build a solid bracket. Not this year. Just how it works sometimes. Um, it's just how it works. And literally, my three-year-old sister won. Uh, a four-year-old sister, sorry. Won the, the bracket challenge in my family. That's just how it goes. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, luck of the draw sometimes. So, you know, if you have a bad bracket, shake it off. Um, you'll be fine. I, I know. it. You know, it gets frustrating a little bit. Then you're like, yeah. You know, whatever. You know, it's kind of just, you know, pick a name out of a hat. I've seen people make really good brackets and literally know nothing about college basketball. So, uh, you know, I look at my thing. I had Texas Tech losing in the uh, – I had them losing Sweet 16, uh, Texas Tech. And I had uh, and I had Virginia losing in the Elite Eight. So, you just never know with these uh, these brackets – uh, who's going to win? Who's going to prevail? Who's going to be your Cinderella team? This year, we didn't really have a Cinderella team. I guess you could say Auburn. Was Auburn the Cinderella team this year, would you say? I mean, they made it to the Final Four. I had them going to the Sweet 16, believe it or not, because um, I had the – oh, where's Auburn? Where's Auburn? I had – Auburn was playing New Mexico State, and they actually barely lost that – barely won that game. But I had them winning that game, and then I had them beating Kansas, which is perfectly spot on. That's something I can say proudly is spot on about that. But then I had them losing. Had them losing to North Carolina. Yep. And North – remember, they lost that game. Then all of a sudden, no, now they're facing Kentucky. They beat Kentucky. And then all of a sudden, they were in the Final Four. Uh, it was – it was I didn't see them going that far. I'm not, I was like, Auburn basketball just doesn't sound right. I'll go Sweet 16. That, that's as far. But they surprised me. Uh, Jared Harper, the brown kid there. Yeah, um, they were pretty good. Uh, I forget his first name. Something brown. Um, so, I mean, my 
bracket was not very good this year. It wasn't at all. Uh, my biggest mistake was picking um, Nevada to go to the Final Four. I'll say it time and time again. My proudest thing on here, I don't really have a proudest because I did not pick any Final Four teams correctly. Uh, hmm. My proudest? Eh. I picked Liberty to beat Mississippi State, which was correct. I picked Minnesota to beat Louisville. Some upsets that I picked correctly. A Murray State over Marquette, I picked correctly. Um, I picked Washington over Utah State correctly. I picked... Uh, oh, oh, I have some. Uh, I picked, and I picked UC Irvine over Kansas State. And I just told you I'm a Kansas State fan. And I picked Oklahoma over Ole Miss. Um... So, UC Irvine over Kansas State, the reason... I was a Kansas State fan, and that one I, I studied. So, their best player is Dean Wade, and he was going to be out for that game, and I knew that, and I also knew UC Irvine was on, like, a roll going into the tournament, so I picked them to win. Just just me studying like a nerd, but I, I had them losing. So, those are some of my prouder moments in the first round, and then picked all, you know, all these other upsets, whatever. But... You guys don't want to hear me ramble on about my whole bracket, so I'll just give you an overview. So, I mean, that's basically our NCAA segment. I mean, we're probably going to talk about some more NCAA tomorrow, um, probably, with our special guest. I He texted me, and he said we were going to do – I know we're doing a Masters preview. That's, like, the main thing. But then he started talking about the Bruins and – um excuse me, um, March Madness in, like, 2011 when he went to the Final Four. So I'm not sure what else we're talking about, but I'd assume – but he said mostly Masters Preview, so I think those two things would be thrown in there, at least one of them. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow. I'm going to be – you know, I'm still waiting to really get the or official word on what we're doing. So, you know, I'm as curious as you guys. I know a little more than you guys, but still, I'm telling you guys right now what we're doing. So, yeah, that's kind of our NCAA segment, uh, a good good talk. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit more over the next uh, few days, whether Colin wants to touch up on that when he gets back, um, and whether we're going to do that tomorrow or not, I think we will. So uh, stay tuned for all that. If you want some more NCAA, uh, we got to talk about that. I love March Madness so much. Uh, again, but I hated that it was on a Monday. Uh, that's what the special guest said, too. He hates it on a Monday. So, uh, now we are going to get to my uh, NHL playoff predictions because the playoffs start tomorrow or Thursday. I think I know they I know the Bruins play Thursday against the Maple Leafs, so it either starts Thursday or tomorrow. So we better get those N- NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoff predictions in. So I'm going to share my predictions with you right about now. Okay, guys. So here are my um, Stanley Cup uh, playoff predictions. So if you didn't know, uh, the seating has all been. Um, done the regular season ended Saturday, I believe. Um, so let's go over it. So I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference first round. We have the wild card um, Blue Jackets, who are wild card, are going to f- be facing the first seeded Tampa Bay Lightning. And I got the Lightning winning this one four to one. I actually think this series could possibly be a six game series because this is a Blue Jacket team that was outside the playoffs and then traded for um, Zaboral, I'm pretty sure, and Matt Duchesne. So this is a team that could be a little surprising at the wild card spot. And I think actually could have gave some other first seeds a game. But since they're facing the Lightning, I think a four one series, but they could possibly push it to four two and maybe you know scare us a little but the lightning are winning this series 
Then we're going to have the three-seeded Maple Leafs facing the two-seeded Bruins. The Bruins are winning this series 4-2 to in six games. Most people have the Bruins winning this series in six games, if not seven, but I've seen a few people pick the Maple Leafs to win. Um, the Maple Leafs have not beaten Eastern Conference team in the past two months. Um, and overall, I just think this Bruins team is very good. They're arguably the second-best team in the league, despite being a two-seed, just because of the Lightning. Uh, but the Maple Leafs are very good, too. Expect a good series, but I say six in six games, Bruins. Maybe a little biased, but I think most people agree with me there. Then we have the Hurricanes, who are a wild card, facing the number one seeded Capitals. Here I have the Capitals winning 4-2. This is also another series that is being slept on. The Capitals may have won the Stanley Cup last season, but I still kind of label them as chokers. They one seat, one good run in the Stanley Cup definitely has to flip your opinion in a way, but not mine 100%. I think I sit here and say there's still some sort of choker in them. They go on one good run this year. I think they could go on a good run again this year. Again, last, last year they went on a good run. I think they could go on a good run this year, but this is a hurricane team that I like, so I think 4-2 the Capitals will win, but don't sleep on the Hurricanes, please. Um, then we have the three-seeded Penguins facing the two-seeded Islanders. I have the Penguins winning in seven games. This is a tough one, but I feel like the Islanders are slipping a little lately, and the Penguins have more playoff experience, so I'll take them in seven games over the Islanders, but expect a good series, I think. Now we're going to go over to the Western Conference first round. Uh, the Avalanche, who are a wildcard team, versus the Flames. I have the Flames winning 4-1. to one. Uh, This is The Avalanche, I think, are the worst playoff team. I, I just don't like them. I think they, they just squeaked in. I don't like the Avalanche. I think they're the worst playoff team. Don't be surprised for a sweep here. But 4-1 to one Flames, I think the Avalanche just get the best of them for one game. It's hard to sweep in hockey. Um... Three-seeded Golden Knights versus the two-seeded Sharks. I have the Golden Knights winning 4-2. to two. This was arguably the toughest series to pick, arguably, in the first round because they're both really good teams, and I want to pick the Sharks. But the Golden Knights, especially at the Mark Stone trade and the runs that they've gone on for like the past season or two, I got to go with the Knights in six here. But it could easily be a seven-game series. The Sharks could even win in six, and I wouldn't be too surprised. That one could really go either way, but I got the Golden Knights, and I think majority do pick the Golden Knights here, but it could really go either way. Then we have the Stars, who are a wildcard team, facing the number one-seeded Predators. And the winner is the Predators, 4-1 to one here. I think the Stars, they're an all-right team, but they're not really that great. The Predators are very good, have won as the eight-seed before, have been a high-seed. They're going to handle the series just fine. Then I have the three-seeded Blues versus the two-seeded Jets. I have the Blues winning in six games. Now, I, I'm not a huge Blues believer, but I'm not a huge Jets believer either. This Jets team, I think, is underachieved, and they've been kind of underachieving expectations, especially of late. And I feel like the Blues have been playing some pretty good hockey, especially a few weeks ago. They were, they were on fire like a month ago. So I'll take the Blues in six here. All right, now we're going to go over to the Eastern Conference second round. Number two-seeded Bruins versus the number one-seeded Lightning. It hurts to say as a Bruins fan, especially with the year we're having, but the Lightning are winning this game, uh, series in seven. I think the Bruins actually have a good chance at knocking out the Lightning, but in the season series, we lost three to one, technically two to one, because the last game doesn't really count, but technically we lost three to one, even though it was really two to one because the last game, but whatever. Um, but I have the Lightning winning in seven. I think this could also be a six-game series with a Lightning win. This could really go uh, 
six or seven game series here. But I think if the Bruins are going to win, it would probably be a seven game series. But I don't know. I think I just got to go with the Lightning here. And it stinks to say, but got to do it. Now we have the three seeded Penguins versus the one seeded Capitals. I have the Penguins winning four to three. I'm not a huge fan of this year's Penguins team either. But again, I still label the Capitals as kind of chokers. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. But Penguins 4 to 3 here, a good 7 game series between one of the bigger rivalries in hockey. I'll take the Penguins for now. But the Capitals could go on a run, but a lot of people have them going on a run, and I feel like every year in hockey, whenever there's a team that they expect to go on a run, one of them always is an early round exit, and I think it's the Capitals this year. Call me a hater, but that's what I think. Western Conference second round, we have the Three-seeded Golden Knights facing the one-seeded Flames. The Flames are going to win the series 4-2. to two. I think the Knights could easily win the series 5-6 to six games. Don't at me. It's just for the fact that the Flames, I still feel like, are a little inexperienced. I'm sure you can say the same about the Golden Knights, but the Golden Knights have made it back-to-back years. Actually, the Flames have too. I, I don't know why I picked that. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm saying that. Okay. Just scratch everything I just said in the past 30 seconds and act like that did not happen. Uh, Flames are going to win that series 4-2, I think, but don't be surprised if the Golden Knights win, but this Flames seems just really good, so I'll take them to win that. Then we have the three-seeded Blues versus the one-seeded Predators. The Predators are going to manhandle those, that Blues team 4-1. Uh, to one. They're going to be 4-1 to one winners. I did not pick any sweeps. There will probably be a sweep or two, but I just didn't pick any because, I, you know, it's just hard to do in hockey. Um, and this isn't going to be perfect either. The odds of that would be very slim. Um, but four to one Predators again. The Blues are just going to beat up the Jets because the Jets are struggling. They're not really, you know, tremendous team either. Are the Blues so the Predators will win? So then I have the I have three out of four of these teams are one seeds, which I don't really like because hockey upsets happen, but not too many this year. I don't think more three v two threes beating twos. I have so Eastern Conference Finals. We're gonna have the three seeded Penguins versus the one seeded Lightning. The Lightning win in six games. Uh, I think this would be a good matchup, but overall, the Lightning win a good six-game series. Western Conference Finals, the Predators versus the Flames. The Predators will win in seven games. Uh, this is going to be a good series, and I think the Flames will be a good playoff team that shows off a few vulnerabilities on the way, but the Predators will win in seven games in my prediction. Uh, they're just always a, they're a good team. They always are a good team in the playoffs. So I have them going to stay in the Cup Finals. And then the finals, the Predators face the Lightning, and I love the Lightning winning in six games. I feel like this is Duke 2.0, where I pick the best team to win. And just like in March Madness and kind of in hockey, the best team never really wins. But the Lightning have made to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the past four seasons. And I think it's finally time to give them love. They had a record-breaking season, just like the Warriors, and they still lost. So I don't want to pick the Lightning. I feel like they're going to end up losing, but it's just hard to see them losing. Uh, It's tough, but I'll have them winning in six games. Uh, I even wrote, believe me, I didn't really want to pick the Lightning, but I decided after their record-breaking season to give them some love. Plus, they've been to three of the four past Eastern Conference Finals, so I've decided they will finally prevail, but I won't bet money on it. So that's 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 my take on that. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's hard. It's always hard to predict these, but I gotta do. I I gotta predict something. So those are my NHL um predictions. So yeah, what do you guys think of those? Um, let me know. Uh, 
Colin, what are your predictions? How do you think of mine? So, um, yeah, that's all we've got uh, for today. So, um, thank you guys for listening. A little bit of a short episode. Sorry, I thought that would go a little longer uh, than it ended up going. But, um, so yeah, tomorrow, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have a big day with special guest. Uh, Masters preview and the prize money NHL playoffs with the Bruins. And um, apparently some NCAA. I don't know if we're going to be talking about 2011 or what just happened the other day. I think maybe both. We'll see. It'll be a surprise. I'll surprise you guys tomorrow, all right? Uh, so a special guest that has not been on yet. So, yeah, call in. If you can call in, uh, me and the special guest will both respond to you. So that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, please call in again. Type in. Uh, get the Anchor mobile app, type in After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and send in a voice message. Again, at the end, you can um, tell me you don't want it to be on the show, you just want it as a suggestion, and I'll just listen to it. That's fine. Whatever you want. I, I would like something to go on the show, but if you don't want your voice on the show or it's just a suggestion that you don't want on the show, that's fine. Just tell me at the end of your message. I'll listen to it and then just not put it on there. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. I want to keep growing in views. It motivates me when I get a lot of views to just keep going and work even harder for you guys. So, yeah, the more views, the better. Uh, everything for you guys. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.